Hello, welcome to Kelly's Roadhouse, the podcast where we recap every single Sweet Valley High book in the series. I'm Paula and I'm here with Rich. Hello. This fortnight, we are covering book number 17, Love Letters. Yes, we are. Is Caroline's romance for real? Well, (laughs) I think the last book actually answered that already, didn't it? Or did it? Maybe it didn't, actually. Maybe it didn't. Um, Well, I guess we're going to find out, though. Well, the back kind of answers it, because it it literally says make-believe romance on the back in in bold. Spoilers, guys. Um, Caroline Pierce has always been one of the least popular girls at Sweet Valley High, but when she invents a new out-of-town boyfriend, people finally start to pay attention to her. Brown-eyed, six-fat Adam and his romantic love letters are the talk of the school. Caroline has everyone fooled, even clever Jessica Wakefield. Clever Jessica Wakefield? Clever Jessica Wakefield. Those are words I wouldn't expect to go together. But what begins as a bid for love and attention quickly becomes the worst jam of Caroline's life. When her friends insist on meeting the boyfriend she's been bragging about, can Caroline keep the truth a secret, or will her lies be her downfall? Well, I guess we'll find out shortly. Yeah, so we've got a peach cover. And it's got a picture of Caroline on our first look at Caroline. Yeah, not how I expected Caroline to look. Um, I, I don't know why. Just the image in my head was not that. Um, I thought for some reason in my head she had like black hair. They have mentioned she's got red hair in the have past. Have they? Oh, yeah. I'm just an idiot then. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, um, it's nice to finally see her. And we, we get to see her, her, her letter from Adam. Um, and we get to see Elizabeth being judgy as fuck. Yeah, so she Caroline's got a uh, dark red hair, and she's wearing a shirt buttoned all the way up to the top, of right course, up because she's she's very uh, reserved with yes. her dress sense. We learn, yeah, and she's holding one of Adam's letters on the baby blue paper, yeah, and Liz is stood behind her, judging with judging, her arms crossed as usual, yeah. Um, and yeah, when I posted this cover up, we had a few comments about it. Oh, cool. Um. Yeah, Laura Simpson said she loves the sneaky, judgy Liz on the cover. <laughs> but Caroline is not one of her favourites. Right. Um, and Alex Triggs says, if Liz isn't on the cover hovering over someone's shoulder, is it even a Sweet Valley High book? That's a fair, no. that's a fair comment, actually. <laughs> She's on so many of them. She really is, yeah. And Alia Amwar, 79, said, the more I look at Caroline's hair on the cover, the more I'm convinced her unpopularity was down to her mullet and not, not anything else. Damn. Well, she does get a haircut in this one. So, yeah, and uh, I was saying she gets a haircut in this one, but I'm unsure. I wonder if this pick is after or before or that before, haircut. Yeah. Hopefully well, it's before. Hopefully it's before. Because it's a bit of a dodgy haircut, isn't it? It's it's yes. I think even in the eighties, it was not the best cut. But um, yeah. So uh, well, let's find out. Um, I do remember now, the last book did uh, did point this out because she has the first letter from Adam at the party. Yeah. Um, and then it, it kind of leads in with her kind of thinking, oh no, I've made up a person. It's going <laughs> to be a problem. Um, and Yeah, uh, because was yeah. that four weeks ago we did that book? We did it the was, thriller, didn't we? Yeah, it was before yeah, the thriller. This yeah. is our first one. Yeah. So um, again in this book, which is the second time this has happened lately, we don't open with the twins. I know. It, it feels like we're at a point in the, the Sweet Valley universe where there's enough characters now that they don't have yeah. to focus immediately on the twins. I like we it. Can see other- yeah, I do. I prefer it. It's nice. It's kind of refreshing at this point to mm. get a different character. Um, it's the day after the Patmans... Welcome to the welcome, Roger to the family party. Yes, we're like we ended on, so we've literally just day. carried on the next day. Yeah, Caroline's happy because 
Last night was the first time she'd felt part of a group and she thinks that, well, she'll never be as popular as Jessica and Lila. Of course not. Um, people are paying attention to her and all it took was an invented boyfriend. Yeah, she, she, I think she, she thinks to herself that it was like the greatest night of her life to date. Mm, you know, she, she's been finally accepted by uh, these group of bitches. Yeah. And uh, that means a lot to her. So, so to recap what happened, um, they were at the Patman's party and she just pulled this letter out of her purse, didn't she? And yeah. read it to Kara, Lila, Jessica and some other girls in the and, bathroom. Yeah, and, and, and to be honest, like even at the time, they're, they, they're pretty clear that Jess doesn't give a shit and neither does Lila. Um, and, and yeah, then they, they were like... They don't really believe her. No, really, because they? I think at this point... Cara, Cara, Caroline has got such a reputation for just making stuff up that they they just assume that it's it's not real. And although obviously she's produced a letter, I think even at the start of this book, immediately Jess and Lila are suspicious. Yeah. So we're told her older sister Anita says she's a gossip, but Caroline tells Anita that she only does it because she feels left out. But Anita says, telling stories about people is the surest way to stay left out. Yeah, and she says that uh, telling Caroline a secret is uh, like running an ad in the Sweet Valley News. (laughs) Presumably on a day when there's not a murder in the car park. (laughs) So Anita's a college student. She's, um, She's got looks, boyfriends, good grades. And Caroline thinks she would laugh if she knew how many times she cried herself to sleep while everyone else was out on dates. She tried being herself, like Anita uh, had suggested to her, but um, boys or girls just weren't interested in having anything to do with her. It's really, uh, it's it's really funny because at this stage of the book, I actually thought Anita was a bit of a bitch, and, and <laughs> yeah, then obviously I read on. Me. So I'm giving. It's kind of funny because I don't go back over my notes; I just write them out. So you kind of get my thoughts as I go, mm. and my opinion on characters changes as it goes through. Yeah. So at this point, I was like, "Oh, this Anita seems really horrible. She's not a very nice sister at all." And then um, Caroline had described Adam with such precision that he seemed real to her. Yeah. She said he was six foot two, dark brown hair, warm laughing eyes. He lived two hours away in Cold Springs and he played baseball. Mm. She's fed up of being a misfit and she tells herself that she has a boyfriend and he loves her very much. Yeah. And that's all she's got to remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because now that she's got a boyfriend, she's accepted and that's all she's ever wanted. So at breakfast time, she offers Anita a waffle and Anita pointedly says she's washing her weight. Yeah, and she gives like Caroline a look that kind of says maybe you shouldn't mm. eat a waffle. Um, but Caroline reminds herself she doesn't have a weight problem and she'd be miserable if she lived on melon and water like Anita. Yeah. Good girl, Caroline. Good for you, Caroline. One of the only Sweet Valley characters that doesn't would, get an eating complex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She tells Anita all about last night's party. And I mean, like, all about the party. It's uh, about a page and a half of, like, it of just her talking about it. It sounds like a gossip magazine page. Yeah, it does. Liz should take note of this, My... because it's better than her column. It is. Are you going to read it? No, okay. too much. <laughs> it's, it's quite long. Um, my favourite bit of it, and I don't know if you got this, but um, she comments on Bruce Patman's girl, mm-hmm. one of Bruce Patman's girls, and she said... The, the the girl wore the most amazing dress. It was pack- practically see-through. I'm like, that sounds like a horrible dress. That doesn't sound like a, an amazing dress. Yeah. That sounds awful. Well, Lila was wearing a dress from the designer shop. Of course she was. 
And Kara's date was a real nerd. I wonder who Kara was. Yeah, with. We never I, found I don't out. know. I mean, we do know obviously at this point, and we'll we'll see during the book. Kara is like at Cara's her wit's desperate. end and desperate for a boyfriend. So um, yeah, who knows? But we well, we can almost certainly say it wasn't Winston. But mm. that's about it. Um, and I need to ask if Caroline danced with anyone, and Caroline admits that she didn't. And Anita says there'll be other dances. Yeah. And Caroline thinks she won't be so condescending when she finds out about Adam. Yeah, it's funny because the book kind of does write it like uh, Anita's a bit of a bitch in this bit, but I think it's because it's written from Caroline's perspective. It's, it's Caroline's, Caroline's opinion. Insecurity. Of, yeah, it's Caroline's insecurity. So Caroline tells Anita that she's off to the beach with the Wakefields, and Anita is suddenly interested because like everybody else <laughs> she is obsessed with the bloody wakefields the book might not open with the wakefields but the world of sweet valley certainly revolves around those twins yeah apparently she was always pushing caroline to get to know the twins um but she knows them already because caroline hangs around with liz all the time and caroline twins. used to work for the sixers in yeah, they're twins. always in mr bowman's classroom yeah. together doing backflips and reading grades reading people's test results <laughs> But um, the truth was, Car- Caroline had actually just overheard Jessica offering Cara a ride, and she'd kind of invited herself along. Yeah, she'd kind of invited herself, and, and Jess had been very non-committal about the mm. whole thing. So Caroline decided she's just going to go over to the Wakefield's house. Yeah. Um, and try and you know push away and invite herself. Yeah. She's another Mary. She is. This all <laughs> feels a little unnecessary as well because it's like you you could just go to the beach and then walk up to them when they're there, but you know. Yeah, I guess well, she, she, she does. Li- she does live a few doors down from them. So oh, okay, that makes sense. And oh, Kelly of course, drive. because yeah, of course. So um, she heads upstairs to get her beach stuff, and when she's getting it, her eyes fill with tears for a moment. Yeah, because she wishes Adam was real, oh. and she realizes how lonely she is. Yeah, I mean that's like kind of it. The the <clears throat> the the base of everything that Caroline does is that she's really lonely and she wants acceptance yeah. and she wants a boyfriend. At the Wakefield, Caroline rings the doorbell and Jessica begs Liz to answer and make up an excuse. She's like, you know, she says, oh, you know how much of a pain she is. And, and Liz, you're so much more diplomatic than me. And it again, same situation as always. Hmm. Liz is going to say no, then Jess is going to beg, and then Liz will say yes. And Liz says, why can't you just let Caroline go with you? It's yeah. like, well, I bet you wouldn't, though, Liz. You hate yeah. her as well. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, But... So yeah, Liz agrees, she answers the door and Caroline shyly asks if they're going to the beach. Her pale skin turned pink under her freckles. (laughs) And Liz says she's got too much work and Caroline says, well, you always get straight A's. Yeah, but of course, it's not schoolwork per se. No, it's the one act play that she's working on for the junior playwriting contest. Yeah. Caroline says, of course, don't worry. She's sure that Liz is going to win. And then she says, I bet no one else will even enter. <laughs> I know, it's such a backhanded compliment. Like she's, but she's trying to be nice. I know, this is the thing the whole way through this book. Caroline is really trying to be nice. And you kind of, it's, it's interesting reading this and then like kind of thinking back to all the times you saw Caroline put her foot in it or mess up in the past. Yeah. Because now we've got context to it. And I didn't, you know, I used to think Caroline was just a bit of a shit stirrer. Mm. But now, this new perspective. She just puts her foot in her mouth. A I lot. just feel really bad for her. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and Liz tells her that Bill Chase is entering the contest and his play will be really good because he's really interested in drama. It yeah. doesn't mean he can write. I know. Well, I, I put that because um, she says, oh, you know, um, he's got Dee Dee's dad and all of this. And he's mm. he's like been super into it ever since he got picked discovered. by, by discovered by Dee Dee's dad. Yeah. But it's like he was discovered for being an actor. Like actors can't necessarily write. No. It's not like a transferable skill. Like, oh, yeah, I can do this. So I can do that. And Caroline puts her foot in her mouth again. And she says, I'm sure Bill's play won't be very good. Yeah. Um, and then Liz gets irritated because Caroline tells her that Todd will be at the beach. And Liz is like, she's assuming that I'll jump at the chance to see him. You should jump it's at like, the well, chance to so see bad your, boyfriend. your boyfriend. Yeah, like, like, that's a fair assumption. I dare someone think that I, I would want to see my boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she thinks they don't need to spend every minute together. But every time she's away from him, she's always like, oh, I miss Todd. Yeah, exactly. Um, but Todd knew how much this competition meant to her because even though she was an experienced writer for the Oracle, don't you know? Yes. This play will be her first creative piece to be judged by others. Yes. Now, of course, this was set up in Promises with Betsy Martin. Uh, we learned that Liz had a, a desk full of un, unpublished poetry and that she's never published her creative writing. She's very private about it, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, she's, she's never published it. So this is the first time she's going to actually... Maybe she's taken a, a leaf out of, of Betsy Martin's, uh, you know, yeah. book. So she tells Caroline Jessica is asleep and she won't be up for ages. And Caroline says, I can come in and wait. Yeah, I thought that was a bit weird. She is acting like Mary in our last yeah. Casey's Yeah, yeah she is acting like Mary in, in Casey's... Um, if you haven't listened to it, Casey's Ice yeah. Cream Parlor. Um, yeah, you're right, actually. I hadn't even thought about that, but she's totally acting like Mary. That is really weird to say, like, oh, I know you're asleep. I'll just wait downstairs until you wake up. I'll just go upstairs and watch you sleep. Yeah, I'll just stand over <laughs> your bed and watch you sleep. It's fine. And Liz does toy with the idea of letting her in and trapping Jessica upstairs. That would have been funny. But Liz is too boring for that. Yeah, she, and she thinks Jessica would probably climb out of the window anyway. <laughs> yeah. Which I agree, she probably she would. She probably would, yeah. So she says to Caroline, go on ahead, Jess will follow eventually. And Caroline heads off to take the bus. Um, and she thinks there's bound to be someone at the beach I can hang out with. Yeah. But on her way out, a dog, not Prince Albert, but a dog, knocks over a bin. Or knocks yeah. off the bin lid, doesn't he? Knocks off the bin lid to the Wakefield's bin. He knocks the trash can over and a sheet of paper falls out and it catches her eye. Hmm. I don't they tie their rubbish in bags? Yeah, I, I know. This this letter is just perfectly placed there to be yeah. found. It's a photocopied letter addressed to a company in San Francisco, and it's from Alice. <gasps> Curiosity had always been one of Caroline's strong traits. Yeah, so you're not So she picks kidding. it up, and she takes it. She's amazed by what she reads, and she thinks it's the most explosive piece of news she's found yet. Oh, my God. Cut to the beach, and Lila is st Lila is still going on about Regina. Yeah, she's Carla looking through the magazine with with Regina Regina's photos. Yeah, she says Regina looks cross-eyed. Well, it's better than looking like you got a flat face, isn't it? Yeah, it's better than looking like you got a flat face. <laughs> she also says she she thinks that modelling is vulgar, and it's like yeah. like, and I was really glad because I think Jess actually points out that like last week you were willing to be modelled for this this magazine. No, just to it, get no, back it, at no, it actually says that um. Lila was glad that nobody else knew. Oh, she's glad she, that nobody else knew. Oh, yeah, went. that's right. Yeah. Because it is like, you literally were willing to do that yourself. Yeah. But yeah, she says modelling is vulgar. 
Um, and then they spot Caroline approaching and Jessica pretends to hide underneath her towel. Yeah, yeah. Caroline had been on the beach on her own for hours, for two hours, waiting for someone she knew to show up. Yeah, uh, apparently she so went... sad. It is sad, uh, but apparently she went there and she she did like the ocean and stuff, so she decided to stay for a while. She's really bored at this point, though. She's like ready to go. Um, and then she sees the group. Yeah, so she puts her towel down next to Jess's and she says, I can't believe I mobbed the beaches. Yeah, and Lila immediately says, not mobbed enough. And Jessica says, oh, Lila's just looking for boys. Yeah, like, Jess is still covering for Lila. And Caroline feels frumpy in her old tank suit next to Jessica in her tiny bikini. Yeah, she wishes she looked as good as Jessica in her bikini. Um, And then they all start ignoring her and chatting amongst themselves. Um, So she gets involved in the conversation the only way she knows how. Oh, I know. She's trying. She just does all the wrong things. With some gossip. Yep. So she tells them Annie and Ricky had a fight at the dance last night. And then there's this really long-winded story. Yeah, Annie, like, I, I, it's... It goes on and on and on. This How does story. she know all this? I know it's 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 ridiculous. Sarah, are you ready? Yeah, go for it. I, I made a note of this as well, and uh, I was making a note, and I was like, "This is just going on forever." Like, I know. This is going on forever. I'm glad you wrote it down as well. So though. Ricky had promised to pick up Annie in his father's Cadillac. Yes, but his father had changed his mind at the last minute, so he ended up picking her up in his beat-up old Chevy. Yeah, he still gave her a lift. Like big deal. I don't yeah. think Annie would care. No, and also she drives around in it every other night. Exactly, and this is that thing again as well, isn't it? Where it's like no one's going to see you turn up. They're all in the party. So yeah. like you pulling up in, you could pull up in the coolest car in the world. No one's going to notice. So and then matter. Annie got shrimp sauce on her dress. So she went to the toilets to clean it, and when she got back, Ricky was talking to Maria Santelli. Oh my. God. And it's not the first time it had happened, don't you know? So apparently Ricky's not allowed to talk to people. No. I didn't say he was dancing with her or anything. No, nope. he was just talking, just talking. to her. That, that is a capital um, offence. But she was, she was mad about that, according to Caroline. According to Caroline, yes. Uh, Ricky tried dancing with um, Annie and then he stepped on her foot. She was wearing sandals, so she thought her foot was broken. <laughs> so how, um, how hard did he stand on her foot while dancing? So she stormed out. Um, I doubt if she thought her foot was broken, I doubt she'd be storming yeah, out. Yeah, she wouldn't be dance. storming out, would she? She'd probably be like yelping in pain. Um, and yeah, she got her mum to pick her up and she said to Ricky she doesn't want to see him again. No, no. Well, of course, Kara questions, maybe this means that Ricky is available now. Yeah, she says that she can't afford to be choosy at the moment. Yeah, Jess is like, are you insane? He's not right for you at all. And Cara's like, I'll take anyone. It's fine. And it's like, a few weeks ago, though, you were all calling Annie easy. I know. It, the, but, but now that, you want Annie's leftovers. It's kind okay. of what I love about these books, is that it does show like how how much double standards and yeah hypocrisy there is with these girls. It's hilarious. Mm. It's all right for them. But it's not all right for Annie. No. It's all right for them, but it's not all right for Robin Wilson. You know. Yeah. Jessica suggests Winston and Kara says she can't stand guys who are thinner than she is. Yeah, apparently everyone laughs at this. Um, apart Except from Caroline. Caroline. Yeah. Because Caroline's offended because she used to have a crush on Winston. But he didn't even notice. She, that's like, they're, they're kind of letting us know, like, she's so bad that even, even, even Winston even lowly Winston doesn't what want What did the her. book call him? The gangly class clown. <laughs> Even he doesn't notice her. And Lila suggests John Pfeiffer. 
no. Yeah. No, Lila. But Kara says, John's too busy being sports editor to make time for girls. Caroline's desperately trying to think of something to contribute. So she tells them that John and Penny had a huge fight. Um, yeah, apparently Penny is the editor-in-chief at the Oracle. Yeah. I thought Mr. Collins was, like, kind of... No, he's like the... He's just a teacher. Uh, oh, there's a name for it. It's like the teacher that oversees it. All, oh, okay. Know. So so they run it themselves and he just yeah. kind of oversees it. That yeah. makes sense. I know, I don't think I'd heard of Penny before. But she might come up. Yeah, she does. She is in it quite a bit. Mm. So he, John and Penny had a huge fight. And because she's the editor, John might be kicked off the Oracle. Yeah, and Jess is like, really? I'm surprised Liz hasn't mentioned this to me. You yeah. know, it's like kind, the kind of thing that even Liz would have probably mentioned that. And then they go back to talking about boys. And um, Kara says, it's no use. They've run out of them. <laughs> they're just there's no They've more just dated them all yeah Jessica's, jessica's dated pretty much all of them at this point so and caroline says well i used to feel the same way but it's worth it to take your time and find the right guy yes and of course lila questions if uh caroline is referring to adam yeah she says are you talking about that guy from old springs yeah and, and uh caroline corrects her and says, caroline's it's like cold it's springs. cold springs and his name is adam um, and Kara says the letter he sent was so poetic, especially the part about him loving her more after she's dead. <laughs> that doesn't sound romantic to me. No. Although I know that is a genuine like Browning. Poem, oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I don't get it. Um, and Caroline says, yeah, he called, he called me this morning and he made me say I loved him, even though my mum was in the next room. Oh, Fucking my God. Fucking wild. Oh, my God. Yeah. And he told her he's counting down the hours until he sees her again. Yes, and of course this causes Lila to question when he is going to come and visit them. And she says he didn't mean hours in the literal sense. He doesn't use language the way most people do. He's, he's very poet. poetic. Yeah. He's an artist, don't you know? And Lila's like, well, that still doesn't answer my question. Yeah, Lila is like aggressively trying to get to the bottom of this. Like, yeah. like, like obviously as it goes through, it becomes clear. But you do get the sense that Jess and Lila certainly do not buy it already. They're already suspicious. And then Caroline jumps up and she says, oh, there's Maria. I need to go and ask her what's going on with Ricky and Annie. I need to go and interview her. And when she's gone, Cara giggles about her bathing suit looking like something you'd wear for gym class. Oh. And Lila says she obviously didn't meet this Adam at the beach. And he must have a few screws loose if he likes Caroline. And Cara says, yeah, he must be nearsighted. Yeah, and, and doesn't, like, Lila say, like, he must be nearsighted and deaf to put up with more than five um, minutes of her. Oh, Je- yes, Jessica says he must be hard of hearing to tolerate five minutes with her. And then she starts impersonating Caroline's voice. I know. <laughs> in a high, irritating falsetto voice. And, of course, she doesn't notice Lila gesturing furiously. Yeah, Lila's like, shut up. That Caroline stood right behind her, and she's heard. Yeah, but, of course, Caroline just trying to trying still to be friends it's just kind of like oh that was a funny impression you know like still trying jess tries to laugh it off and change the subject and um she asks caroline what maria said and caroline replies that maria doesn't know anything and jessica says well in other words she told you to mind your own business and then caroline's just had enough yeah and, and i was i was like good for you like she's finally had enough so she says well you must have enough to worry about already 
And Jessica's really confused. And Caroline says, um, you must be getting ready to move. Busy getting ready to move. Um, and it must be hard to leave Sweet Valley. And Jessica laughs and she says, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm not yeah. going anywhere. So Caroline shows her the letter she's found. Jessica turns white. So it's the letter from Alice and it's to a design firm in San Francisco. It's thanking them for a job offer and saying she's considering it. Yeah. Um, I can believe. I, she, I, I, go on. But she won't be able to move her family over for at least a month. Yeah. And Jessica glares at Caroline and she says, oh, I've known about all this for weeks. Of course I'm not moving. Yeah, she said like, oh, they're just stringing her. She's just like <clears throat> leaving her options open. There's not, nothing to worry about. We, we were told about this ages ago. And um, Caroline's like, bye. Yeah. Gotta go and write to Adam. Caroline gets the sense that that she's shocked Jess with that. Like, Jess is playing it off, but Caroline can tell. I was so like, I was like, oh my God, Caroline, I can't believe you've done this. I was so glad that she was sticking up to Jess. And then when I saw what she was doing, I was like, Caroline, no, that was that was too far. Hmm. Yeah, well, Jess was being pretty awful. Oh, no, her, no, eh? she was. She was. But at the same time, it's like, this is not going to help you, Caroline. This is a bad idea. And then um, Jessica gets a ride home with Kara and Lila. Um, but also on this bit, I thought, isn't anyone going to ask Caroline why she's got a piece of the Wakefield yeah, mail? Yeah, where did you get this? Yeah, that's the first thing I would say. Yeah, I'd be like, where why did you even get Why have you got a letter from my mum? Yeah. <laughs> Covered in, like, rubbish and bits of egg and... Bits of bits of clam sauce. <laughs> yeah, clam sauce and broccoli flounder. Broccoli souffle and broiled flounder. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica gets home to an empty house and uh, because Liz is at Todd's and Ned and Alice want to buy pizza. Yes, and Jess immediately starts sulking, saying, you know, it's typical of her parents. Um, they're so busy with work. Yeah, not, she's talking know. to herself. Yeah. Um, and she goes up to her room and she wails. That it's taken forever to get it to look like this. <laughs> and Liz pokes her head in. And <clears throat> Sorry, losing my voice. Right. Liz pokes her head in and says, yeah, I bet it has. Jessica tearfully shows Liz the letter. And she says, Caroline Pierce, homewrecker and busybody gave it to her. And again, Liz doesn't ask where Caroline got the letter. No, no one asks. Nobody no one asks, asks this question. The, the most logical first <clears throat> question that you would ask in this situation. Yeah, Liz just like reasonable Liz as always. She's just like, we just need to talk to our parents and stay calm. She is worried about it, though. Like, it's yeah. clear that Liz is worried. But yeah, she's she, again, like you said. But Jessica says they're doomed, finished, yeah. completely ruined. Yeah. When Ned and Alice get home, they've barely taken the pizza out of the box when Jessica explodes and she demands to know how they could do this. <laughs> I love it. She explodes and says that it's completely unreasonable. And um, Alice assumes it's about the pizza. <laughs> She's like, oh, really? You don't like the pizza? <laughs> it's like, I just imagine that Jess explodes all the time over like yeah, minutia. So like they assume it's just she doesn't <laughs> like this flavor of pizza. Yeah. I didn't, I don't, didn't want onions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but Jessica shows them the letter and she asks when they were going to tell them. Yeah. And Alice says, well, I only found out a week ago when the company called me. So it sounds like she didn't. She wasn't applying for jobs. No, she they, was they headhunted. headhunted. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Alice says it's a very flattering offer, and she wanted some time to think about it before she told everyone. Yeah, she didn't want to upset them. So I can them kind of understand no that, really. Yeah, yeah. But Jessica snaps that it sounds like her mind's made up, and then Ned. Ned gets really, really is, fucking mad. I bad. think this is the first time we've seen Ned. Like, there's a couple of times in this book where <clears throat> Ned is actually really angry. 
Yeah, he says uh, he doesn't like her tone and she should be congratulating Alice. And Liz says, what about your job? And he says, well, I've already spoken to a few design firms, a few law firms in yeah. San Francisco. And Jess starts wailing that she'd have to give up cheerleading and her friends. And she says they're selfish. Yeah, she also, uh, she does bring up Todd as well. She's yeah. like, and what about Liz? She's got Todd to think Suddenly about. Suddenly she cares. Suddenly she cares. That's when you know that like things are serious. She's pretending to care about Todd. And Ned says, you're the selfish one. Go to your room. Yeah, and, uh, and Jess says, I was going anyway. And she charges upstairs so hard, her footsteps make the whole house shake. Wow, maybe she'll break her feet. Because they live in a house made of, like, cardboard or something. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Um, Spanish tiles and then cardboard underneath yeah. the Spanish tiles. <laughs> and then Liz follows her, and for once she doesn't blame Jess. No, she she actually was like, yeah, actually, in this one instance, me and Jess are kind of aligned. Mm. She says they need to come up with a plan. Yeah, yeah. A few hours later, Elizabeth is getting emotional trying to work on her play. Yeah, she she's she's trying to work on the play, her, but her she's... play really irritates me all the way through this book. I don't know why it just does. It's so. It sounds so boring every time they mention it. I'm like, oh. It's so typically Liz. Yeah. This ninety is it nineteenth century literary yeah. writers. Of course, that's what you've changed. It's inspired Liz. by a book lent her by Olivia called Sonnets from the Portuguese. Yes. And Liz has been so moved by the beautiful love poems. And she learned all about Elizabeth Barrett and her husband, Robert Browning. Her pad was full of letters that Browning had written to Elizabeth Barrett, referencing loss. And it's making her think of being separated from Todd. Oh. Suddenly, she's like, oh shit, Todd. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that boy. We're meant to be going to the Dairy Burger in ten minutes to meet Olivia and Roger. Yeah. So she quickly gets ready and meets Todd downstairs. How can you get ready in ten minutes? Now, of course... We have a situation here where she might be leaving Sweet Valley. Um, and in typical Liz fashion, she's going to choose not to tell Todd. Of course, Todd. yeah. Yes. Like, you know, if, if... This is pretty important for Todd too. If I know? was Liz, like, the first thing I'd do is ring my boyfriend. Yeah, like, say, immediately. Oh God, guess I would have been like, uh, this is awful. I have terrible news. She doesn't news. tell him anything. I know. She's like, no, I think it's best. Like, like they were just criticizing Alice and Ned for not telling them. Mm. And now she's going to actively be like, no, I think it's better if I just don't tell Todd until I'm gone. Like, what? Yeah, he notices in the car she seems upset and she just tells a lie. Yeah, she just says it's about the... Uh, the Worried about the, the play. The play, yeah. Inside the dairy burger, frizzy-haired Olivia... I know, I, I wrote that down. They, they made a point of saying she had frizzy hair. ...is balancing four milkshakes on a tray. Why don't you just carry two... <laughs> 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 Why don't you just carry that's, two trays, Olivia? That's a callback. Oh, God. If you didn't listen to Ragnar issues, you wonder what, what the hell we're talking about. But, um, Bloody yeah. Olivia. She does not do well. She shouldn't try carrying two trays. She should remember what happened at the Patman's barbecue. <laughs> She made a fool of herself. <laughs> <laughs> um, she manages to get across the table with the with the one tray with the four milkshakes on. Yeah, well done, she Olivia. Good going. Um, she's learned a lesson. She's like, I'm not carrying two again. I was really hoping that Bruce <laughs> Patman would come up from behind the table and be like, oh, Olivia, four milkshakes. <laughs> um, and then um, when they're at the table, Caroline comes over. And she asks Liz to tell Jessica that she's sorry for bringing up their plans to move in front of everyone. Oh, she's trying so hard. And Todd's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, oh, shit, I've done it again. Yeah, I know. And I, I, you know, 
I, I can see why Liz and Co get angry at her, but seeing it from her perspective, it's like, oh, mm. she's trying so hard to, like, do the right thing, and she's just, yeah. So, yeah, then Liz has to tell Todd. Yeah, of course, yeah. So she only tells Todd because she has to. To be yeah. clear, she was go- not going to tell him. Um, we're at Monday now. Jessica breezes into Ned's office without knocking, of course. Yes, she greets the, uh, quote, attractive grey-haired receptionist. And she gives her, uh, Ned a kiss on the cheek before he could say anything. She lies and says that she was in the area to go to the doctor's to get some um, like cheerleading health form thing. Yeah, it was like, oh, just to get a form filled out. She knows that Ned won't bother checking, so it's fine. And she wanted to surprise him. She asks him what he's working on. And when he says it's a really messy divorce case, she's like, well, you won't be able to handle that from San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, God, I should have known that you're still upset. Well, of course she's still upset. Yeah, she's still going to be upset, Ned. That's, that's, <laughs> I'm that's, just going to go away, is yeah, it? come on. And he tried to explain again about how what a great offer it is for Alice. Um, yeah, Jess's, like, really main argument, well, other than being moved, is is that she had to find out from a friend. Yeah, she, in a spe- well, not even a friend. <laughs> yeah, know, no, well, she, I think she says friend to Ned, but, mm. you know, in a, yeah. And they get into an argument, but uh, then she starts crying. Yes. So he hugs her and he apologizes. Um, but he says, if we move before you go to college, it will help with the tuition fees. Yeah, he, he does. He does have a moment where he's like, you know, in truth, like I will be sacrificing part of my career for this as well. Um, but Alice deserves the job and they do need the money for tuition. And Jessica says, well, I might not even go to college. I might just stay in Sweet Valley and get a job. Ned? is fucking horrified at the thought of his daughter not going to college and just getting a job after mm. school. He flips out. Yeah, he orders her to go home now. So she storms out of the office. On the way out, she bumps in to a familiar face. I was so happy to see I him. was so excited, but then he's just not mentioned again. I know. I, I was like, because you didn't spoil this for me. You just told me that they, they saw him. And I was like, oh my God, is the bleep B-plot going to be him coming back? But Oh, no. I wish it did. So she bumps in to the child himself, Dennis Creighton. Yeah. The 15-year-old yeah. child. And um, I can't remember which book it was uh, uh, the B-plot for. but No, it was the one with Roger as the janitor. I can remember the book, but I can't remember the name of it. Oh, uh, Rags to, uh, not Rags not Rags to, to riches. riches. It's the play one, actually. It's the Bill Chase play one. I think it's the same one. Yeah, so she was having a steamy porno style office affair with yeah Dennis and, and, and getting she, on over the photocopier yeah and she she reminisces about it in this book about the hours she spent in the, in the office trying to kind of impress him and stuff and then she found out he was 15 one year younger than everything her. was ruined yeah it'd probably be less than a year as well yeah you know? well yeah within within a school within a year, year of, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so Dennis tries to chat to her but she's not interested anymore she's having none of it yeah and she just brushes past him Damn it. She even thinks, like, as if I would ever date someone oh, younger than me. But that, like, honestly, of all the people that Jess has <clears throat> ever met so far in these books, all the guys, this is the first guy that I felt genuinely, she genuinely liked, he genuinely liked her. There was, like... <laughs> really? Do you not think? I thought it was a bit sleazy. It was a That's bit sleazy. That's why I like it so much. It was, yeah, it, was it, was a, it was a bit sleazy, but I think of all of the guys, most like, of them being like rapists or like, yeah, you know, good drunks. Point. Like this is the one guy who seemed like sleazy, but he was like... It's like they didn't really do anything. It's like they just stayed behind after work and, and just made out for hours. Yeah. 
in like a dark deserted office it was yeah. so sleazy it was pretty sleazy <laughs> but i loved it oh yeah it was great it was great I, i'm 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 really sad that this is the only mention we're gonna get of dennis i know because the elevator um, reaches the ground floor and she just storms off and leaves yeah. him and it is him. the book makes a point of saying he looks disappointed which makes me hope oh, maybe we'll see him again in the future maybe i hope you'll have to wait and see yeah i hope so and then we cut to the library. Caroline's there returning some books and she's acting really cagey about it. Yeah, she's... Uh, I, I didn't understand this at this point. I was like, why mm. is she so cagey about the, delivering back these Robert Browning books? Yeah. The librarian says until about a month ago, nobody uh, was interested in the Robert Browning poetry books. Um, yeah, Caroline it seems embarrassed uh, and, and she just says that she finds his poetry beautiful and his letters beautiful. And the librarian says, well, another girl's also been in every day looking for them. I knew. Was her name um, Lisa? Lucy? I knew who it was immediately. And Caroline says, oh, it doesn't matter because she just wants to sort of get out of there because she's seen um, Annie Whitman, Annie Whitman come Yeah, in. she panics thinking, oh, no, they're going to they're gonna figure me out. Mm. And the librarian says, well, I just thought you could start a Browning Appreciation Club. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I, I made a note on this because... Given that there's only two people in Sweet Valley High that apparently give a shit about Robert Browning, that's a very niche group that she's setting up. <laughs> Wouldn't you set up like a, a literary group or something? No, no, just this one specific writer <laughs> yeah. that like two people have got books out for. And Caroline rushes home. She heads up to her room. She pops some light blue paper into her typewriter, as we saw on the cover, the light blue paper. Oh, yes. Um, and she picks out a letter to copy from yes. a book called Robert Browning Letters, Volume 3. So, of course, we now learn Adam's letters, they're actually Robert Browning's letters. She never copies the whole letter because that would have been cheating, it says. You're sure. So she changed them around a bit. She added in some details about his baseball team and his schoolwork. Um, and she's starting to get tired of sneaking around, though. And she feels a bit sad typing letters to herself. Yeah, understandably, I think. But she's in too deep to stop now. And she thinks people will just think she's worthless without Adam. Aww. Just like Anita does. She's got a plan for Anita, though. Yeah, she thinks it's about time I told Anita. Yeah. So she goes downstairs and, and she waits until she can hear Anita coming home, I guess. Um, and she immediately picks up the phone and pretends to be on the phone to Adam. Yeah, she starts having a fake one-sided conversation. Yeah. She says, oh, I've been so happy to get your letter. And then she pauses for a bit. And then she, she can tell Anita's listening from the kitchen. Yeah, well, it, it makes a point of saying that Anita actually slows down and smiles mm. when she sees. Because Anita's happy that she's talking yeah. to a guy, you know. And then she says, I love you too, Adam. Aww. And she casually goes into the kitchen and starts reading a copy of Vogue. Yeah, which apparently she has no interest in. She's just trying to act cool. And Anita closes the magazine on her hand and demands to know who Adam is. <laughs> and she can't use the story she's used to her friends because the story she told them in the end of the last book the family. Was, yeah, that something to do with they all her went dad's on friend's work party. They? Yeah, they he were was, all like, there. someone's son. So she makes up a new story and she says she met him when the debating team went up to Cold Springs. Yeah. She beat him in a debate and he was very impressed. So they started writing to each other and through their letters they fall in love. Yeah, and of course Anita asks if she can read one of the letters. 
And Caroline gets that whole stash. She's like, yeah, here's here's just yeah, a few I've got lying around. one up. Let yeah. me go get it. <laughs> I need to read one. And, and, and oh, God, oh, God, did you pick up on this? I don't know. Letter. I need to read the letter out. And it says, your flower is the one flower I have seen oh, or yeah. see or shall see. When it fades, I will bless it until it shines again. That sounds that that sounds rude. Well, it probably it just my mind. It probably was because <laughs> it was written by an adult poet, not by like sixteen-year-old yeah, Adam. But you know, I I took that it was about a vagina. Yeah, but do you think <laughs> that Caroline even knows that? No, that's what I mean. Like, I, I think it's quite funny because it's like I don't think it actually was either. Oh, do you not? I think that's just my Maybe. mind. I, I my mind went in the same place. Going down so to the gutter probably says a lot about us. <laughs> um, and Caroline um, describes Adam and s- tells Anita, and Anita hugs her and says he sounds wonderful. Yeah, yeah, she's really happy for her sister. This was this was this when you were like, oh, she's not a bitch. Yeah, I was like, oh no, I, and, I, and then I was like, shall I go back and amend my notes when I called her a bitch earlier <laughs> on? I was like, no, no, I'll, I'll leave it. It's fine. She says, when are you seeing him again? And Caroline uses the long distance excuse, of course, even though it's only two hours. Yeah. So Anita offers to give her a makeover and she says they can go shopping and get her hair done. And Caroline's really happy that Anita is finally paying attention to her. Yeah, she's she's finally got her sister's respect. But she's sad because it's all because of a made-up person. Yeah. Meanwhile, Elizabeth and Jessica are at the Sweet Valley Chamber of Commerce. <laughs> yes, they are. They tell the receptionist their parents are doing a community project and they want to be put on every mailing list to receive brochures on Sweet Valley tourist attractions and upcoming events. Yeah, so Ned and Alice are probably going to leave Sweet Valley High because of the amount of fucking junk mail they're about to get through the door. (laughs) And by the way, we later learn, not only were they posting it to the home, but also also to to Ned's office and and presumably Alice's office. Like, Jesus. The receptionist does warn them they'll receive a lot yeah. and the twins say yeah that's perfect she also tries to rope them into participating in the upcoming centennial celebration yes this is a bit of foreshadowing for two or three books oh domain. good i was hoping it was because it sounds fun of course jessica wants to enter the beauty contest yeah yeah and liz is like uh, like dragging her away yeah and uh, then they discuss um other schemes on the way home so this scheme they're doing now, they want to remind Ned and Alice of all the good times they've had in Sweet Valley. Yes. But they decide they can also drop subtle slurs about how awful San Francisco is. Now bear this in mind, listener. Subtle. Yeah, they are not subtle. They're going to be subtle about this. It's like the least subtle thing I've it's ever ridiculous. seen. We cut to Caroline in the cafeteria. She's feeling self-conscious in her new outfit, picked yes, up by Anita. Yes, she's been given a makeover. Apparently, she usually wears shirts buttoned all the way up to the top. And the front cover As will we confirm saw the cover. this. Yeah, consistent. I like yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, because they're not always consistent. No. But uh, this shirt has a scoop neckline. In fact, that proves that it's pre-haircut. Because her shirt's buttoned all the way up. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, so it is. So her new I want to see her new haircut. Better. Yeah, why didn't they put that on the cover? But this shirt has a scoop neckline to complement her new haircut. Ah. She's in the line beside Bill, so she asks him how the play is going. And she says, I saw you talking to the drama coach, Mr. Jaworski. Bill is very angry. Yeah, he gets really defensive. He says, that was about something else. It's none of your business. Yeah. Um, And Caroline thinks, well, maybe he thinks I'm still a gossip like I used to be. 
it's says... like well, like you were two days ago. Like uh, yeah, she's yeah. like oh, like in yeah. the remember in the old remember, days remember when the I was old a days yesterday. Yeah, when I was a gossip. Um, <laughs> it says that, that Bill then rushes off to join Dee Dee, and I like to think that he went red and ran off like he did in the uh, in oh, the yeah. uh, Dee Dee book all the time. I about that. They don't say it, but I'm <laughs> assuming that he went bright red <laughs> and then ran off. Yeah, and then um, an angry Annie comes oh, over. Oh, I know. She has a go at Caroline for spreading stories about Ricky and Maria. She says Caroline made her sound like a jealous shrew. Yeah, she says she doesn't care about Maria. They're just friends. But yeah, yeah but the way that Caroline so put it. So it seems like none of it was true. Yeah, none of it. Um, and she tells Caroline to leave her and Ricky alone. Oh and she storms off. And Caroline thinks, boy, is she ever sensitive. And of course <laughs> she's fucking sensitive. You're nearly split them up. You're nearly, splitting, like... Like, you're nearly destroying her relationship. Yeah, it's pretty serious. And spreading rumours about her around the yeah. whole school. Yeah. Um, like, of course she's going to be sensitive. And then she sees Liz and Todd, and she wants to make it up to Liz for embarrassing her at the Dairy Burger. So as soon as uh, Liz sees her, she says for, Liz says to her for like the tenth time, she's like, no, my parents haven't decided about the move. Yeah, yeah, she's just sick of answering this question now. And Caroline says it's not that. Yes, she uh, she says that, well, she thinks Bill Chase might actually be strong competition for her after all, because she's seen him talking to Mr. Jaworski. Yeah. This is a name I was really worried about pronouncing during this podcast. <laughs> Mr. Jaworski. Yeah, I just like, every time I look at it, I'm like, I'm going to pronounce that wrong. She says she saw Bill taking a couple of books from, about acting from him. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's to help him with uh, writing his play. Mm-hmm. And Liz says, that's against the rules. Yeah. She, it's not like he's copying something word for word. No, I don't, really, a couple of books. I don't really get this. She's like, oh, really it's either. against the rules. Um, but to ask for any advice from a teacher. Yeah, and, and I mean, um, Todd will say in a moment that, that Mr. Jaworski wouldn't give preferential treatment to anyone. Like, surely he's allowed to help Bill as much as he's allowed to help Liz. Like, Liz can go and ask yeah. and get help. It's fine. But apparently it's against the rules. Apparently so. a bit weird. Like you, you enter this competition, but you can't get any help from any adults. You just have to. How do would it all you even? How would you even police that to make yeah. that a thing? Like it's just yeah. Get Caroline to spy on all the contestants. That's of it. Course. Hire her. That is what her job I should hope be. She, I hope that in like um, the Sweet Life or, or Sweet Valley Confidential, that like Caroline Pierce is a, a private detective or something. No, she's not. I can't remember what her, she does. She is in Confidential. Right. I slipped my mind. I don't think it was anything. It's probably a gossip column. Like back to back to doing the uh, the yeah. I'm going to check that later because I really really want to know. Yeah, I'm curious. I I did read Sweet Valley Confidential, but I've blocked it from your mind from memory. To be honest, because it's it's awful. Yeah. One day we'll do an episode on that, and I know I haven't got. I'll just be furious the whole way through. Yeah. In about four years' time, we'll be there. Yeah. And then uh, Todd says, "Liz, uh, Todd says t- to Liz that Caroline's a troublemaker and not to believe her." Yeah, yeah. But then Liz gets distracted. Yeah, it says that like Todd's just trying to talk, and Liz just puts yeah. her hand up. <laughs> she's so, like, like silent. Yeah, just shut <laughs> up. She's uh, noticed that Bruce is talking to Regina. Yeah, she says there's definitely something going on there. And she doesn't like it. Well, no. And I've put a note here saying you should definitely tell Regina Morrow that Bruce is an attempted rate- rapist, Liz. Yeah, probably. Definitely do that as soon as possible, okay? That's Good. all forgotten about Glad now. Glad that's clear. 
That's yeah. all forgotten about. I know, I, I know, but I'm going to bring it up. So Bruce had asked Regina if he could sit with her, and because she was too new to know all about him, uh, she agreed. But she had heard that driving wasn't the only thing he was fast at. Oh, boy. But she didn't want to judge him on rumours. He tells her that he liked the photo shoot, um, and he helps her out with her mass homework that she stuck on. So she thinks, yeah, he's not such a bad guy. Yeah. She admires his powerful build and chiseled features. <laughs> um, and she thinks, wow, I'd like to get to know him better. Oh, boy. He's heard she likes fast cars, so he offers her a ride in one Bruce one. Yeah. And she says, would that be as a passenger or a driver? Yeah, Bruce apparently nervously says either. Um, yeah. And it made me think that he's not going to be happy about this in the same way he wasn't happy when... Um, Jess was good at tennis. Yeah. You know, this is a problem. This is a red flag. Well, you're going to find out in the next book. Yeah. So he feels awkward because he's never met a girl so unflustered by his advances, it says. Right. So he doesn't know what to do with himself. They arrange to meet later on the afternoon. um, And he's like, what time? And she's just like, I'll find you and walks off. Yeah. He's not used to being treated like that. No, no. He's used to girls just fawning over him. Or at least in his mind. He's not had very much success in the the books we've read, but... Well, he's always with college girls, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, of course. He he dates older girls. His his mother loves it. Yeah. He's he's always with college girls. Yeah. She, like, pimps... College college girls that wear dresses that you can see through. I think he might be paying for these girls to be hanging around him. I bet, um, like, Marie and Henry are paying for them. Yeah. Just to give their son confidence. <laughs> yeah, just give him confidence. So, meanwhile, Caroline is sitting with Lila and Jessica. Yeah. Lila compliments Caroline's new haircut. But she says by the time Adam sees it, it might have grown out. But, of course, Car- uh, Caroline says that will not be the case uh, because she will be seeing him next weekend. Yeah, she says she's going up there to Cold Springs. Of course, of course. And Lila says, why doesn't he come to Sweet Valley? And Caroline says, well, he doesn't have petrol money. Yeah, this disgusts Lila immediately. Yeah, the thought of a boyfriend with no money, it disgusts Lila so much that she actually doesn't eat the rest of her lunch. (laughs) She pushes her yogurt away. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. She just can't eat anymore. No, that's it, I'm done. Jessica says, well, I suppose you have his latest letter with you. And Caroline says, yeah, I carry them everywhere so I can read them whenever I want. Yeah. So they read this one and it's another poetic one, obviously. Yeah. This is written by Robert Browning. Who would believe that like a, a 16 or 17 year old boy would write this way? And I don't want to stereotype, but Caroline makes it clear that it he's like a baseball player. Yeah, he's, a he's like a, a proper jock and it's yeah. like I I mean, I don't want to stereotype. I'm sure there are baseball players that also write, but it does seem like a bit like yeah. this this is like like you've you've painted. So like always the perfect. editor of the newspaper or something. Yeah, and, and it's like if you were gonna lie about having a boyfriend, you need to add some imperfections in there because he's like the most perfect guy in the world right now. And it's yeah. like come on. Well, Linus says uh, he sounds like something from Masterpiece Theatre and oh. asks if he's for real. Caroline's like, of course he's for real. But she sees the looks that Jessica and Lila give each other and she worries they won't be satisfied with just letters for much longer. No, no, she realises that this, this lie is not going to last. Which obviously it never was. It's almost a cry for help, this whole thing, to be honest. Why doesn't she just say at this point we've split up? Well, I you was know? thinking later on with yeah. the party thing i was like Definitely. you could literally have just been like split with me 
problem solved. So that evening, Alice gets home to find the dining table set with the best china. Yes, the twins want to apologise for the way they've been behaving with a special meal. Liz walks in with a beautiful vase of flowers for her. And she says she got them from Petal Pushers. That's a good name. Such a good shop name. They've picked up their shop names in this book. What, you you prefer that to the designer shop or the sports shop? (laughs) The ski shop. (laughs) And she says Petal Pushers always have the best flowers. And Ned comes in and he says, this smells like a bribe. He's not wrong. But Liz says, no, me and Jessica have decided we're ready to accept any decision you make about the move. Yes. Now, please sit down and enjoy these foods, all locally sourced from Sweet yeah, Valley High. Like a sponsored advert. <laughs> Alice compliments the salad and Jess says it's from Seasons Gourmet Shop. Another good name. Another good name, yep, yep. And it's made with their special mustard that Alice loves, which of course is unique to their shop. Of course, yes. It's like a homemade Dijon mustard, yep. And then the next course is another one of Alice's favourites, veal parmesan from Vito's. Oh, and they're not done. They bought a lemon chiffon pie from Castor's. Yeah. I love that. Castor's. Yeah. Castor sugar. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's good. It's good. And then uh, Liz says that she wants to read them her play. Yeah, she's very nervous about it, but she says like she's going to have to read it soon anyway, so she wants to do it. And Jess says, oh, you filled everyone up with food, and now you're going to make us sick to our stomachs. <laughs> You and us both. <laughs> of course, they don't miss the opportunity to point out that Sweet Valley is the only mm. uh, place in the state actually doing this competition. And how lucky are they that they live in Sweet Valley to be able to, to be afforded these wonderful competitions. So she reads the play and Jessica's only half listening. Yeah. But suddenly she sits up. She feels a sense of deja vu. And then she realises it's Adam's letters. Yeah. Oh, no. She rushes off to call Lila and she says, we've been taken for fools. (laughs) And Lila is like really like surprisingly naive about this. Yeah, I was surprised because Lila is like, really? Are you sure, Jess? Yeah, she's got this idea that Adam's the plagiarizer and Adam does exist, but he's been copying the letter. That's not an unreasonable assumption to make that that, like this 16 year old jock has actually just like stolen some poetry and wrote it and pretended to be from him. Um, But of course, Jess is like, no, the whole thing is fake. She says it's practically science fiction that a guy would fall for Caroline. Oh, she's got a new haircut now. Anything can happen. (laughs) So they decide to try and force Caroline to get him to visit tomorrow yeah. at the PBA meeting. Yeah. At Casey's. Yeah. Jessica's angry at Caroline for telling the news about the move, like shooting the messenger. Yeah. So she vows to make her sorry if it's the last thing she does in Sweet Valley. Yeah. Which it might well be if they move. And yeah, the PBA meeting is held at Casey's. Yay. Um... And everyone's there apart from Liz and Enid because they think they're too good for the PBA. They're above it, yeah. And we are told again they're members in name only. Why the fuck did you bother joining? I know. Why? It's so ridiculous. Why did they join? I know. Also, like how the hell did Caroline get in? Because everyone yeah. seems to hate Caroline. I know, I know. And, and they and were so choosy about who It was really got hard in. to get in, I know. It's and crazy. Caroline's in. Maybe they just I don't got think they'd in. let Enid in either. No, I don't remember Enid getting in. When I was reading this, I was like, I don't remember Enid getting in. I know that, that Liz did. I don't that remember was so Enid. far back now, I can't remember. It was like the first book, wasn't it? It was first, second book? Yeah, maybe. God, that seems um, so long ago. But maybe they just wanted Caroline for the gossip. 
Mm. They're like, oh, if she's in our sorority, she won't gossip about us. She can gossip about other people or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Although maybe they, I thought they wouldn't want to like reveal their sorority secrets to her. Yeah. You know. Who knows? So Caroline's the centre of attention. She's reading out Adam's latest letter to a group. Yeah. Lila and Jess cut in and they wave everyone away. <laughs> They're like, clear out. They start probing her about Adam visiting again. And Lila says, as, as Caroline's visiting him this weekend, he can come up on the following weekend. Yeah. Um, Caroline, of course, brings up the, the, the money problem immediately. And Lila says, I'm going to throw a party in his honour. Bit bloody weird. Yeah. I'm going to throw a party for this guy I don't even know. I mean, at this point, they've, they've had such like ridiculous excuses to throw a party this is not <laughs> out of the realms of yeah. possibility for lila <laughs> like we need a party every week for and, some reason yeah and caroline says well he's shy so he wouldn't want a party but lila insists that she asks him but you know she could she could just say like he's got well actually no this comes up later it does come I forget up later. i said that yeah. so she thinks she can't see a way out of this now yeah later on at the wakefield's house Ned and Alice are confused because they're getting bombarded with tourist pamphlets. <laughs> what the fuck? At home and at work. They, but like at this point, they must know. I mean, come on, mm. come on, Ned and Alice, you know what's going on. Ned looks at one and he says, "Well, I suppose we should take a drive out to Las Palmas Canyon soon, though." Yes, one of Ned's favourite spots. Meanwhile, Jessica is cutting out newspaper articles. And she tells Ned it's for a history project on current events. Yeah, she's How'd doing... You, why would you do a history project on current events? She's doing a project on natural and unnatural disasters. Um, and apparently, shockingly, San Francisco is such a shithole mm. that uh, most of the articles just happen to be about that. Yeah, Ned looks through the pile, and this is the article she's cut out. <laughs> Four killed in San Francisco quake. Blaze destroys San Francisco Hotel. Crime in San Francisco, can it be stopped? And drugs in <laughs> Crime, can it be stopped? <laughs> can it be stopped? <laughs> um, by the way, I, I did immediately think that, that, uh, that I am aware that Sweet Valley is about to have a pretty big earthquake if we're, uh, you know. Yeah. And drugs, uh, another one called Drugs in the City. She shrugs and she says, so many disasters seem to happen in San Francisco. But who cares about little things like that when you've got all those theatres and restaurants? Yeah. And Liz says, well, speaking of restaurants, we would like to make reservations for you at Tiberino's, the restaurant where Ned proposed to Alice. Aww. Yeah, well, they, they do say that if they're they're going to be leaving Sweet Valley soon, they may not get another chance to eat there. So they figure, yeah. you know, make the most of it. And Jessica says, well, San Francisco always has Chinatown. And Liz giggles because, as we know, Ned is allergic to Chinese food. Yeah. <laughs> How is someone allergic to all Chinese food? Like, everything they, they yeah, produce? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's allergic to soy sauce or something. Maybe. It must be something really basic that's in everything. Because, yeah. like, that's pretty broad. But um, also, it's not like Chinatown will be the only kind of food there. Jessica no. acts like that's like a lot of you know. cities have a Chinatown. It's yeah. not like yeah, it's not the only thing to eat in San Francisco. They'll never be able to go out for a meal again. I'm pretty sure if San Francisco have will will have a, a signature dish and it probably won't be Chinese food, I I would assume. And it'll probably be better than the clam special. Or the flounder. 
<laughs> so later on, Jessica tells Liz she's going to find a way to get Ned out to Las Palmas Canyon that weekend. Yeah. On Friday, Caroline has arrived at school an hour early. She to has indeed. carry out her latest plan. Yeah. She, she just has to get everyone to believe she spent the weekend at Cold Springs. She already has a football team shirt that she got from her cousin because her cousin used to date a guy up there. Um, so she planned to wear that on Monday and say it was from Adam. Yeah. But she has another idea. She does indeed. She'd heard Penny complaining about all the space old newspapers from other schools were taking up in the Oracle office. Yeah. Why have they got? I don't know. Why? Just throw them out. This is this is a not yeah. a problem. This is a non-problem that they've just invented. So she sneaks in there into the Oracle office and she finds a Cold Spring sports page, and she just cuts out a picture of a random guy. Yes, and she thinks, well, that you know that might be enough to convince um, Lila and Jess that Adam is real. You know, there there's a person there. Um, and it was at this point in the book that I disappointingly realised or came to the realisation. Mr. Collins is not going to appear in this book. Ah. At lunchtime, she accidentally <laughs> drops the newspaper article onto the table. In front I, I of like to think it was like the most obvious. Like, like oops, oops, it just fell out of my bag. Yeah. They say, oh, is that Adam? And she says, yeah, you can't really see him very clearly, but you wanted me to have something. Yeah. Jessica snatches it. And she says, that's a basketball pitcher. And you said he played baseball. Yeah, Jess is like they're, they're, they've like I feel like Jess and Lila have got like a room with <laughs> pictures all over it and like yeah. dots drawn and like chalkboard with every everything she's ever said <laughs> written down about Adam. But Caroline says this photo is from last year, um, and apparently all you can see in the photo is a blurry pair of arms. Yeah, it's like a really blurry like for background net. photo or something. Yeah, they bring up uh, the party again and caroline says i'll ask him at the weekend and lila tells her that the way to deal with guys isn't to ask it's to, tell. it's to tell yeah that's how she deals with everyone isn't it yeah caroline kind of realizes at this point that her plan really isn't working as she as she hoped but she's determined to make this weekend really special um and it made me wonder i i was like oh i, I it made me feel even more sad at this point because i was like is she like does she just know that next weekend her life is going to be ruined and it's all going to come <laughs> crashing down? So she's just like, I'm going to try and make the next week as happy as possible, knowing that after next weekend it's all done. <laughs> you know, it's like it's just ruined because she knows she's she's got the maximum of until next weekend before this lie is yeah. over. She either has to split up with Adam, <clears throat> and I still like you do not know why she didn't come up with that excuse. Um, yeah, or or it's going to be outed. So she knows she's on a ticking time timer here. We cut to Saturday afternoon, and Jessica's calling Ned. She says the car's broken down and she's stuck. I wonder where. Las Palmas Canyon, of course. <laughs> Ned even questions how on earth she got out there, uh, but Jessica says, oh, "I'll explain when I see you." So he goes to pick her up, and then when he gets there, he checks the car. And it's absolutely fine. Oh my god, Jess does act shocked. She's like, "Oh, that's weird." Um, and Ned says, "Oh, maybe it was the battery. So let's uh, let's run the car for a bit, and uh, we can stay here for a little while, and then I'll follow you back in case you break down again." And then he takes in the view from the canyon. He says he forgot how beautiful it was, and he always used to go up there when he had a tough case to think about, and he should come up more often. Yeah. And Jessica's like, "Well." 
you won't be able to come up here soon. Yeah. And then, and then they reminisce about when they went up there for a picnic. Yeah, this doesn't um, sound like Liz at all. Apparently, at this picnic, Liz mm. scared Jessica by saying that there were bears up there. They were going to eat her. They were going to eat her. I can't imagine Liz doing that. And then I wondered, is this covered in kids Is this a kid's storyline? Yeah. I'm assuming kids, but yeah. Let us know if it's a kid's storyline, guys. Yeah. As we haven't read, I've only read two kids' books. So. And I've read none. So, uh, yeah. And then Ned sounds sad. They spot some deer and Jessica says, you won't find them in San Francisco. No. And Ed sadly says it's time to go. (gasps) But then, Jessica thinks mission accomplished because she's made Ned sad as she's driving back. But then she sees someone. Yep, she spots a redhead coming out of a grocery store. It's Caroline. Oh boy. Caroline has not gone away for the weekend. There she is with the groceries. She should have stayed in. Yeah, you know, I did. Yeah. She she should have made plans. Especially as she lives a few doors away from them. Yeah, this is a really hard lie for her to keep it's risky. up. It's like you're literally, yeah, like you said, a few doors down. It's like, this is not going to work. This is not gonna, Unless you stay in your house all weekend, <clears> this is not going to work. So as soon as Jessica gets back, she calls Lila. And Lila says, why would Caroline lie? Well, why do you bloody think? Yeah, it's pretty obvious at this point. I can't believe how gullible Lila's being. Yeah, she comes across really stupid in this book. Uh, but she does angrily say, no one's going to make a fool out of me. Okay, and this is a weird thing that happens all the way through this book, where Jess and Lila are furious at the thought that, that Caroline is maliciously making fools out of them. Yeah, they seem to take it personally. It's like it's all for them. Like, she's done it just to, like, trick them. You know, like in Twins, when, when Jess was like, ha-ha, I tricked you, Lila. I tricked you into thinking there was yeah. gold in here and that I was... It's not a practical joke. It's not a joke. Like, clearly this girl has some issues and she just wants to be accepted and she's made this fantasy. But they're acting like she's done it to spite them. And it's like, yeah. that's clearly not what's going on here. Lila says she's going to give Caroline the roughest week of her life. Oh, yeah, it's like, Jesus. That's terrifying. Yeah, it is like Lila. Lila would be, I've said this before, but Lila would be a scary kid if you were in school. Yeah, I would hate to fall out with Lila. Yeah. So on Monday, they pounce on Caroline at her locker. Yeah. And they say, how was the weekend? She's got a good one, though, because she produces the T-shirt. Mm-hmm. And then she gives them a detailed account of the whole weekend. How she met Adam's mum, she watched his baseball game. She says that uh, Adam's mum is lovely and that uh, she is an English teacher, which is where Adam gets all of his skills in, in poetry from. Or letter writing. Yeah. And then she says that we went for a romantic meal and then after we went driving. But she can't go into details about that. Haha. <laughs> She's saying they had sex. Something about flowers and whatnot. <laughs> he he what was it? He <laughs> he brightened her flower. Yeah, that's what's what happened in the car. And then on Sunday they went on a picnic. They say, Well, can you come to the party? And then she says, Well, it's just the money problem. Well, Lila's got an answer to that. She pulls out a bus ticket from her purse and waves it at Caroline. Yeah. Caroline backs away and says, I can't take it. And Lila says, well, it's a gift. I can't bear to see two people in love separated. (laughs) Yeah, so basically Lila is going out of her way and removing any, any possible way out of this. It's also because, like, Lila wants to prove Jess wrong because they disagree. Like, Jess thinks he's fake, Caroline thinks he's real. So that's another reason why Lila's so hell-bent on Mm -hmm. this whole thing. Yeah. 
And Caroline says, well, I think he might have a basketball game or baseball, whatever, whichever it was. But basketball. Lila's checked. She's yeah. checked with John Pfeiffer. Yeah, she got him to check out the team schedule and he doesn't. I'm surprised she didn't get him to check who was on the team to see I know, if Adam was there. Yeah, she <laughs> could have said to John, like, can you check the team names? Yeah. <laughs> see if he's real. So Caroline's backed into the corner and says he'll be there. Yeah, she says they can count on it. Jessica suggests she shows Liz the letters. Yes, apparently Liz is, quote, an expert on love letters. And she tells her all about Liz's play. And she says it also includes love letters. From Robert Browning. Yeah. And Lila says she bets Browning's won't be as good as Adam's. Yeah, and the and two Caroline laugh. realises. They laugh as they leave and it's like, clearly they both know exactly what's going on. And Caroline realises that when Elizabeth reads the play out, the whole school will yeah, know. So now, yeah, of course, now she knows, like, the whole school's going to know pretty soon. We cut to study hall and Elizabeth is working on the play. Yeah, she's super proud of it. But obviously the uh, the move is weighing heavily on her mind. And then Regina comes over. Regina's ivory complexion was blooming. And Liz thinks uh, she's never looked so beautiful. But uh, she asks if Liz is okay. And Liz says, I'm worried about the move. And Regina sympathises. She says, I remember how hard it was to change schools. And I didn't even have a boyfriend then. Yeah. Oh my God. Boyfriend. Liz is worried. And she says, um, I've... I've noticed you've been spending a lot of time with Bruce lately. Yeah, she questions if he's right for her. And Regina gushes about how wonderful he is and how much they have in common. But Liz thinks once he gets what he wants from her, he'll drop her. Yeah, the the, the but the thing is, just like, she knows that he's going to break her heart. She knows that he's attempted rape on her already. I love that you don't know what happens in the next book with Bruce and Regina. I've no idea. I'm I'm really enjoying oh, really? your opinion on this. Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> so oh, <laughs> wow, wait. that's good. I'll, I'll, we'll get to that pretty soon. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've no idea. So I'm going to keep quiet on the matter. Like, like she knows he's rapey, and that he tried to rape her. Like that literally happened a few books back. I mean, I know she lost her mind and all that, but she remembers that bit. She was snapped out of it at that point. She banged um, her head and it. She banged her head and was she was back fun. to normal. And she remembered that bit when he was trying to to assault her. Um, but it says. That she doesn't want to disillusion Regina or ruin her mood. <laughs> so it's like, oh yeah, well I won't, I won't tell you that this guy's absolutely horrible because I don't want to spoil your good mood. Yeah, I'd want a friend to warn me. Yeah, wouldn't you? Yeah. So in the cafeteria later, uh, Liz and Jess think their plan's working and that Ned is definitely softening. Yeah. But Jessica disagrees slightly and she says that at breakfast he told them he had an interview with a law firm in San Francisco. Yeah, Liz thinks like, oh, he's just, I'm sure he's just going through the motions. He won't actually take mm. the job. Like, I think Liz is trying to convince herself that everything's going to be yeah. fine. And Jessica says, we need to increase our efforts. Yeah, she's going to um, go ahead and book that table. Yeah, for tomorrow. And then Lila comes over and she calls out to Caroline to join them. Caroline nervously wonders if they told Liz about the letters. Yeah, well, of course they have. Um, it, it makes a point of uh, of saying that, that Caroline had actually gone out of her way to avoid the two of them all day because of what happened earlier in the day. Liz asks her about Adam and she's really vague. So Lila says, read one of his letters out. Read one to Liz. Yeah. 
And Liz notices Jessica try not to laugh, and she's like really confused, like what's going on. Yeah, Liz knows something's up. She it says that like she can tell that Jess is almost like laughing, so she knows that Jess is being a little shit. And she quickly realizes why Jessica's laughing yes. when Caroline starts reading. Mm-hmm. But like Lila, she also thinks that Adam's the plagiarizer. Yeah. And she feels bad for Caroline and angry at Jessica and Lila for setting her up. Have you got it written down? No. <laughs> Book says that uh, that Elizabeth has angry sparks shooting from her blue-green eyes. Wow, sounds like some kind of Furious. sci-fi robot. I know, that's how angry she is. Um, she's, she's malfunctioning. Yeah. She's just, the robot yeah, is she's malfunctioning. Like malfunctioning. She's so <laughs> angry. So, um... Jess and Lila make an excuse to leave. Yeah, they should have gone to see Robin Wilson. And Liz is like, oh, great. I'm going to have to tell Caroline because I just can't watch her be the butt of their jokes. Yeah, but Caroline beats her to it. Caroline says that the uh, the the letters aren't from Adam. Um, and of course, Liz says, you know, she knows they're not. Um, but then, of course, Caroline says there's more to it than that. Of course, she notices like everyone in the cafeteria, and she says to Liz, "Can I talk to you later?" And Liz, she can see that Caroline's upset. Liz is like pretty busy. <laughs> it's like, wow, okay, like this person's really upset <clears throat> and just like clearly needs your help. And it, like she she agrees eventually, but it's like Caroline has to like basically beg her to come and meet yeah. her. And it's like she was really upset, Liz. And then later on, she confides in Liz how she just wanted to fit in, yeah. and it all got out of hand. And she tells, like, the truth about the letters. Yeah, she tells the full Adam's truth. Made up. Yeah, yeah. And she also begs Liz not to read the play out, and Liz gets angry. I don't blame her. This this is a bit much. Yeah, she thinks she's worked so hard on it. Um, and Caroline says, you can't do this to me. Yeah, I, I, I was a bit like, no, at this point, I was like, Caroline, no, you've, you've gone too far. You can't ask yeah. someone, like, all the work she's put into this play. And now you're like, no, just don't do the play because I've been an idiot. I agree. I'm like, no, you, you know. But she seems so desperate that Liz says, well, I'll ask if I can submit it without reading it of out. Of course, because Liz, Liz getting herself into problems that she creates for herself. But she does remind Caroline that that's not going to help her on Saturday night at the party. No, no. Liz gets home and she confronts Jessica, who is floating around in the pool. And tell, Jessica tells her whatever it is, it can wait, because <laughs> I'm busy trying to get a tan for Lila's party. Yeah. And Liz says, well, it's about the party. And I just had a long talk with Caroline. Jessica remarks that any talk with Caroline is a long one. And Liz says, look, we both know where the letters came from. Yeah. And Jessica says, yeah, I don't think Adam exists. Yeah, and then Liz is like furious. She's like, so you don't think he exists, but you made this party anyway. Like, Mm. you're just being horrible. And Jessica just blames Lila. She says, Lila still thinks he's real. And it's going to be fun anyway to see how Caroline uh, gets out of it. Because she deserves a lesson taught to her in public, in front of everyone. Damn. Um, I mean, Jess is, Jess is furious that, that she's been embarrassed and, and shown the letter in public, you know. Mm. And Liz, Liz says that Caroline's very upset and she says that she'd asked her to cancel the play reading. And Jess can only f- falls off her pool float. Yeah, and Jess is absolutely right here. I'm yeah, 100%. she says Liz shouldn't jeopardise her lit- literary career for that brat. She wouldn't do anything for Liz and she brought it all on herself. Yeah. Now, I mean, 
Jess is harsh I mean, about it. She has it. never done anything for Liz, has she? Let's well, she did used to write for the Sixers. She was part of that whole newspaper with with, and that was Liz's idea. Caroline was doing the gossip column. Mm. But yeah, I I to- totally agree with Jess here though. And Liz thinks, well, Jessica does have a point, but then she has an idea. <laughs> So she rushes inside to call Todd. She knows how she can help Caroline and teach Jess a lesson. Oh boy. But she needs Todd's help. Yeah. We'll get back to that in a minute. We will indeed. Um, at Caroline's house, Anita asks if Caroline and Adam are having problems. Yeah, she's noticed that Caroline has been off the last couple of days. Mm, and also that she hasn't told their mother about him. Yeah. And Caroline ends up blurting out the truth to Anita as well. Yeah, she bursts into tears and, and she just tells her. And Anita goes She's over really and great. hugs her. Yeah, she goes over and hugs her. Um, and they spend the next couple of hours uh, talking. She says that Caroline needs to listen more and talk less, basically. And, yeah. Uh, and she gives her some, some big sister advice. Yeah, she says she needs to start thinking before she speaks because some of the things she says actually hurt people. Yeah. And Caroline thinks, yeah, she is right. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty evident even from this book, let alone everything else in the past. Anita says the best thing she can do is go to the party with her head held high and show Lila and Jess they can't get to her. Yeah. And she even offers to help Caroline get ready as well. Yeah, she's like, I'll get you a new makeover. So the next day, Caroline's like a different person. She apologizes to Liz and she actually says... I can't let you cancel your play reading as it's not fair. Yeah, yeah. She and says you know, it's, 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 it's not fair for um, Liz to have to sacrifice for her mistakes. She also says she's going to find Jess and Lila and tell them the truth. Yes, she might have to wait long. Lila and Jess approach them. Mm. And uh, Caroline chickens out and panics. Yep. She tells half of it. Yeah, she tells them the letters were from a book. But um, she doesn't tell them that Adam's not real. No, so Adam plagiarize the 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 letters um and lila's kind of okay with this she says well it still shows that he he absolutely loves you like he's gone to a lot of effort yeah you know, the intent of course she's still... okay with it because i mean she's right she's right and Jess is wrong. Is right yeah yeah so at lunchtime liz tells todd she felt really bad for caroline and todd says okay <laughs> let's go ahead with operation rescue oh boy he says he just needs a few days to arrange things. I, I like that, like, Todd's, like, thinking about maybe helping. And then Liz just, like, casually lets it slip that it will really piss off Jess. And then Todd's like, okay, I'm in. <laughs> Meanwhile, Caroline goes over to Bill and Dee Dee and she apologizes to Bill as well. Yeah, she apologizes for um, spreading the rumors. And Dee Dee, the little bitch, <laughs> she's like, oh, well, he's pulled out now anyway. It's all your fault. <laughs> Um, but then Bill is like, oh, she's just, she's just winding you up. Like, basically, Bill, well, you say it, Bill, Bill's going to be potentially famous. Yeah, he's uh, not entering the contest anymore because Mr. Jaworski was actually giving Bill the books to help him out with an audition yeah. that he's got in LA. They've called him back in next week for a taping and he could end up on a TV series. Oh my God. But Bill says, keep this quiet for now. Yeah. Caroline says, my gossiping days are over. Yeah, and, and Caroline's will see. Like, really happy for Bill. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, it, it's nice for her character arc that she's not doing gossip anymore. But at the same time, I really wanted to keep doing gossip because I love her yeah. character when she's still got the eyes and ears. That's true. We do always have the eyes and ears. 
At the Wakefield's house later on, Ned and Alice get back from Tiberino's and they find the twins watching a show called The Streets of San Francisco. <laughs> Liz solemnly tells them that it's really violent in San Francisco. Oh boy. They can't take it anymore. No, they burst out laughing. They confess that they decided they would, were going to stay in Soup Valley a week ago. Yeah, Ned apparently decided not to tell them as punishment um, for, for the way they behaved in, in, in the start of the book. Um, and also they were curious to see how far they take things. Pretty far, to be fair. They've they've like booked restaurants. Uh, although that's a bit rubbish, isn't it? Because it's like they booked the table, but mm-hmm. Ned and Alice still had to pay for their own meals yeah. and stuff. Must have um, been quite amusing though, just laughing at them the whole time. Oh God, especially the breaking down yeah. in the canyon. That must have been hilarious. I get that they're, they're not, I'll tell you now though, they're not, they're never going to be able to stop that junk mail coming no, through. No, that's, that's going to be the forever. rest of their life. That's forever. Um, yeah. Uh, I'd like to point out as well uh, that at the restaurant, Alice, well done, Alice, she had a lasagna. She didn't have broiled flounder or fried clams. I bet it was a clam lasagna. The clam lasagna, yeah. A broiled flounder lasagna. (laughs) So we cut to the auditorium. Liz has read her play out and she's getting wild applause. Yeah, and Caroline congratulates her. And of course, she won the competition. She did indeed. Because she wins everything. Yep. She gets everything she wants. Yep. All the time. Caroline congratulates her and she tells Liz that she's going to wait until the party to tell everyone the truth about Adam. Yeah, and, and Liz kind of says, you know, that's probably for the best. You can you can deal with it all in one go. Get rid of everyone. Yeah. But she tells her, I've got a feeling it's just all going to work out for mm. you, Caroline. It's like like it's going to be so much better to to publicly tell like dozens of people all at once and be completely humiliated when they've made the effort to come out to a party rather than just tell Lila and Jessica in private. Absolutely, you know, it's uh, not really. Going uh, to be or better. or as you said at the start of this book, just tell just them say you split you broke up. up. You broke yeah. up, and that's the end of it. Um, now. Liz is kind of like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Everything will be fine, Caroline. Um, When we hear in a short while what their plan was, they definitely should have fucking told her the plan. Yeah, I know. I don't understand. Like, this is mental, but fine. So, on Saturday night, Liz and Todd meet Caroline at the gates of Fowler Crest. And they can't believe how beautiful she looks. Uh, like, they, they say that she's, like, unrecognisable almost. They act like she was really ugly before as well. They act like she was, like, um, Hideous. like Amy was in, uh, in <laughs> Twins. And now she's, like, you know. She was wearing a green satin dress and tortoise shell combs in her hair. Her eyes looked bigger thanks to some green eyeshadow. She almost looked regal. And Todd says, wow, you're pretty. Wow! Yeah, like you never were before. Like, yeah, exactly. They are like she was horrible before. Yeah, yeah. Caroline jokes that she wanted to look good for her funeral. Oh. Inside, the party's in full swing, and Lila, as usual, has spared no expense. She's gone way over the top. Of course not. The thing is, I, I liked <clears throat> earlier as well. They they made a point of um, pointing out that Lila's hatred for Regina is is not only because of the modelling thing, but 
uh, but because she's also yeah. very rich. So I feel and like she's beautiful, beautiful, rich. She's everything that and Lila her face was. is three D. <laughs> her face is in three D, three dimensions. That's an extra dimension <laughs> on top of what Lila's got. So she's one up in terms of dimension. Um, but so now I imagine everything that Lila does has to be like the biggest. She's got yeah. to prove like she's better than Regina. You know. Definitely. Well, she'd hired a mobile disco and she's got two large monitors out in the patio playing rock videos. Yeah. Sounds amazing. I bet the buck in uh, Mrs. Diamond are uh, playing away on those videos. <laughs> They're old news. They're what they like uh, when they were kids, aren't they? Yeah, I suppose so. I don't think either of them are mentioned in High. Oh. But um, Caroline, she turns up and she asks Lila to turn the music down. She wants to make an announcement. Oh boy. Everyone goes quiet. And Jessica, little bitch, is like, this is the moment I've been waiting for. <laughs> I've been waiting all my life for this. The great fall of Caroline Pierce. Todd glances at his watch nervously and he gives Liz a helpless look. Oh dear. Caroline begins to speak, but she's interrupted by a boy's voice calling her name. Yeah. A tall, dark, handsome guy runs up to her and apologises for being late. And then he kisses her. I'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah, this doing? is the problem when you don't tell Yeah, her I don't know plan. why they didn't tell her. It's insane. Because for one thing, they could have waited until he was there. He could have literally walked in with her. They wouldn't have even needed to lie. No. Like, if you think about it, they wouldn't have even needed but to he lie. Was, he was late, wasn't he? Yeah, but so... they wouldn't. he wouldn't have been late if they told her the plan and they synchronised so that they arrived with him and it yeah. all would have been fine. Or she could have just arrived first and said, sorry, Adam's running late, he'll be here in a bit. Yeah. Rather but... than letting her make get up on the stage to make yeah. this announcement. But I also feel like if they'd waited for him to arrive, if they were all in on the plan, waited for him to arrive, they could have walked in together. Yeah. She wouldn't have even needed to lie about it being Adam. She would have just walked in with a guy and they would have assumed mm. it would have been fine. So he says to her, tell them who I am. He whispers it. Yeah. And she says, uh, this is Adam. Here's Adam, ladies and gentlemen. At this point, I Lucky was like... she realised that as well. Because, I know. Because, you know... Well, and also, how did she not real? How did she not think, like, maybe Jess has found someone to do this as a joke and then I'm going to say this is yeah. Adam and he'll be like, ah, no, I'm not. What are you talking about? You know, like, is like they definitely should have filled her in on this plan. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. Of course, Lila's smug. She says he looks just like the picture. The, the blurry the picture arms. of two arms, yeah. Jessica's stunned. Caroline takes a walk with the mysterious guy and he tells her that he was supposed to be Adam, but his real name's Jerry Fisher. He's a friend of Todd's. Yes, they uh, met through basketball. Todd had told him what happened and he agreed to help. Caroline says he's a wonderful person. Saved her life. And he says, well, as long as I don't have to recite poetry, because I hate it, but I do play baseball. She plays baseball and basketball. It's yeah. perfect. It's like half the lie covered right there. They have a great night. He sticks by her side. He tells her all about himself and she actually listens. Yes. She didn't feel the need to interrupt once, it says. No, no. Um, and then Lila asks him to dance and he says he's a one-woman man. And he Aww. turns her down. In your face, Lila. In your flat face, Lila. <laughs> but Caroline feels sad because she remembers that he's only playing a role. And really, she is just as lonely as before. Yeah. She knows she can't get him to do this forever. So she turns the music off and she makes another announcement. Yeah, she comes clean. Like, I know this is supposed to be a positive message, 
about honesty and stuff. I, I don't think she should have come clean. I, I would have. Come clean. I, I think it would have been a more satisfying ending if she hadn't come. If clean. she hadn't come clean, yeah. Um, and then she could have just left it a month and then said they've broken up. Yeah, yeah. Or or if things progressed as as they may do, <clears throat> um, she could have just said, "Oh, Adam's like a nickname." like his real name's jeffrey yeah you know jerry jerry i don't know so she makes her confession and she runs off crying jerry follows her and he says he's proud of her yeah and he says all he saw was people respecting her for what she did i don't don't think so i bet lila and jess were laughing their asses off i know and then he asks if he can write to her for real and they kiss yeah so she you know is a positive ending She, she does find love course is not positive for jessica oh no because she's unhappy that caroline's happy yeah yeah but she tells lila she doesn't care that's that's the jessica um cycle though isn't it like once you've lost you just pretend like you don't care and then yeah, it doesn't matter anyway it's fine she's very resilient that's one thing i will say for yeah she is yeah yeah she's very resilient i'll give you that meanwhile liz and todd are standing on the patio just uh being weird and watching people yeah it's a bit weird. And, uh, of course, they, they see Regina and Bruce. Hmm. Well, well, they're into stalking Regina, aren't they? they, <laughs> they go, to be fair, riches. they've been stalking Regina for a couple of months now. They're, oh, so, they're going to uh, stalk Regina again, aren't they? Well, Todd. Todd will Todd's jump in any goddamn opportunity to stalk <laughs> Regina. So this <laughs> oh is my perfect. God. And, of course, Todd even says, he's like, I'm not very happy about this. Um, as he looks, they're like on. someone's parents. I think Todd's like secretly in love with Regina or something. Yeah, because he's like he's me. like, oh no, like I'm not happy with her dating him. Like, I mean, he's got good mm. reason, but like the way he was in the the previous books with he's Regina, very obsessed with. He's her. obsessed with Regina. Um, and Elizabeth says that she wants to protect Regina, and he says, "Well, if anyone can rescue Regina, it's you." Yes, oh, of you. course. You could have rescued her by telling the bloody truth about Bruce Patman five days ago, but never mind. And she says, I wish I could think so, but I have a feeling Regina may be in for big trouble. Oh. Will loving Bruce bring Regina happiness or heartache? Find out in Sweet Valley High number 18, Head Over Heels. Oh, yeah. And you don't know, and I know. there's There's a quote at the end of that book as well. Where they actually, uh, I, I'm hoping it's in this one because obviously my book was uh, was a different book, so I'm hoping it's in both. Um, but they actually do put. Uh, oh no, it's different. Really? I think it's different. My God. I think it is. Gra- grab the other book. The the the, the, the but oh, you it's far away. Book. I'll grab the book. I'm moving away from the <laughs> don't, microphone. Don't tell me what to, to, to do. Sorry, I thought it was near you. Yeah, um, I read the the single book, and Rich had my three in one edition. You know when it's like. Uh, the three books in one. Yeah. That's weird how it's different. Oh, no, it's not different. Oh, Did come I make, on. No, I didn't make this <laughs> up. I read this somewhere. Hang on. They they said it. They they said it somewhere. You're losing your mind. Maybe I am. <laughs> Hang on. They they said it somewhere. Oh, I can't find it now. They, make a, they made a point of actually using the words playing with fire at the end oh, of this they? book somewhere. Yeah, which is obviously... Oh, I'm, I know the bit you're on about. That was in the library. Oh, it was in, in the, the library. Stu- in the study hall when... Um, Elizabeth and Regina had the conversation. Ah, that's what it, it was. I was Elizabeth like, I, thinks she's playing with fire. Yeah, I made a point of being like, that's the name of the book. <laughs> they got the name of the book in there. So, yeah, that's. We'll find out in number 18. We will indeed. Emma's second hand life said, um, what 16 
your old boy would type love letters using language like that. Well, yeah. And I agree. And I agree. Even, even an adult, like what adult in this century would write letters like that? Well, and, and like what what girl or woman receiving it would would be like impressed rather than like, really? That's a bit, you know, it's a bit odd. Yeah. If someone wrote me a letter like that, I'd, I'd be like, whoa, that's well, a bit weird. We I'd both took about, it the wrong way. Talking <laughs> anyway. about after I was dead and things, I, I'd yeah. be like, just calm down. Yeah, yeah, chill, chill. Yeah, but you know, I I must admit, I finished this book feeling my my opinion of of Caroline Pierce has been changed. Yeah, I, I really like her now. What I'm getting from our social media is that people don't like Caroline. No, and I can see why up until this book, but now I I just feel really sorry for her. I do. As I well. think we're in the minority, but I I feel sorry for Caroline. Kind of like her. Yeah, you same. know. I thought this book did a good job of, of kind of showing her side and, and why she does well, what she does. And... We will see if she goes back to her old ways. <laughs> she, she blatantly will. They can't. They can't have her not be a gossip. Um, but oh my goodness, you dropped me. You dropped a massive bombshell on me during this uh, this episode, and now I'm really curious what, what Bruce is going to. Oh yeah, Bruce and Bruce and Regina. Um, so I'm guessing something big is coming my way. Um, oh, loved this book. Loved it. Yeah, so we'll find out in two weeks what happens with Bruce and Regina. Mm. In the meantime, um, follow us on Instagram, Kelly's Roadhouse, Facebook, Kelly's Roadhouse Podcast. Uh, we might get a Twitter soon, but we may we, we may well yet. be uh, getting a Twitter. But we'll, I we'll can't see. handle it; it's too much social media. It is a lot of social media, um, and of course, next week we will be back with uh, Casey's Ice Cream Parlor. Yeah, I can't remember what. No, I'm not sure. Called. Oh, is the will will is the book oh, is called the first place. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to say the book is called Will Elizabeth Risk Everything for <laughs> a Horse. Um, but yes. So uh, thank you for listening, everybody. Yep, and we'll see you in two weeks. Absolutely. Let us know what you think of Caroline as well. Yeah, give us your Caroline opinions. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye.